This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer. Happy, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, Larry. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm rested up and I'm ready for a full show tonight. We have not done a full show together in what seems like a very long. It's almost like since the last time the Jets scored a touchdown. It feels like a very long time ago. It's been a while. I don't have a, a, a I, I don't have a counter, there, by the way. But I'm going to start a counter today to see the next time we do a full show. But as of right now, the counter is at zero. So, so are you saying who? What happens first? Jets score a touchdown, and we have a full show. It might be neck and neck. <laughs> I, I don't have high hopes. I, I know eventually we're going to have another full show. Yes, eventually. Eventually, I can't eventually. say the same about the other thing. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I really do. I really do. So, what was your Tuesday like, Gordon? Uh, what was Tuesday like? Ah, typical, typical kind of day. Just waiting for uh, to see what uh, Brian Dice Cashman has to say about the <laughs> members of his team. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> see if he has any other thoughts about the world. That's very good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, by, between by the way, him I have... and, and, and Aaron Rodgers and everybody's opinions on it. Everybody's got opinions okay. on everything. Aren't that thing? It's, it's amazing. I'm going to make an announcement at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. This is going to be an Aaron Rodgers free audio night. I don't oh care my God. I don't want to. I don't yes. want to hear from Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I really don't, because yeah. I, I mean, I know he's on with McAfee. Mm-hmm. I get it. I know everybody wants to know what's going on. I mean, Gordon, I'm done. This is. It's like the summer all over again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just like we're waiting for we're waiting for him to. We're still waiting for him to play. It's yeah. just, it's, it's it's happening again. It's just like the summer. So tonight, I mean, we're gonna have Rich Cimini on the ten o'clock. So he may mention Aaron Rodgers, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to. I'm I'm really not trying to entertain Aaron Rodgers about what he's coming back or he's not coming back or why he threw or why he didn't walk. I, I don't I don't want to know. I, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. It's the same thing every week, though. He'll do something that people will cover, and then every, we'll all fall for it, right? The old banana in the tailpipe. We all yep. fall for it. And yep. then he goes on McAfee. Well, you know, that's not really. No, that's not really. You know, people will say this about me, but what really. It's always a, a changing of the narrative. It's exhausting. It, it is. Let me know when he's standing on the field. Well, no, I mean, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, I've seen him stand on the field. No, no, I mean ready to play in uniform, oh, okay. ready to go. This game, okay. he is playing this game, ready to yes. go. Not yes. just standing on the field and throwing a football because you can't do that anywhere else, right? You no. can't do it anywhere that the cameras aren't all there to watch you and talk about, oh, my God, the guy just needs constant attention. And I think that, and this is the last thing I'll say about him, I think he should also be held accountable for the jet problems because he's wearing a headset and talks to the OC. I think well, he should be held accountable to it. I will say this. <laughs> it seems pretty clear from, from the last game that he is not as big a fan of, uh, uh, of the offensive coordinator as, as the rest of us, because it seemed like there was one play call made and, and he, <laughs> he was not a fan. So uh, he's not alone in that. That's for sure. Well, see, but the thing about him is, and you suckered me in, Gordon. The thing about him is, he just want, he always wants to throw the football. He doesn't want a running game. 
He doesn't want to run in game. Every time you talk about, oh, why are we running? Even in, in preseason, oh, mm -hmm. why are we running? Mm -hmm. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. No, right. Well, yeah, look, right. If, if you if you can throw the – if Zach Wilson could throw the ball like he throws the ball, they then would that would the make ball. sense. But <laughs> he doesn't. No, he doesn't, and he hasn't, and you know, and when he does, you know, wake me, wake me when he comes back. But no, exactly. I'm just, I, I can't. I'm, I'm just when he's in uniform, ready to play, we'll be ready to go. No question about it. But there are some things we're going to talk about and stories we're going to cover tonight here on ESPN New York tonight. So, Gordon, let's get to that. The Jets released running back Michael Carter today. After Robert Salah said the team was looking into changes for the offense. Third-year rusher had eight carries for 38 yards and 15 receptions for 68 yards across nine games during this season. In Sunday's 16-12 loss to the Raiders, Carter did not record a rushing attempt and failed to catch his lone target. Now, Rich Amini, as I mentioned, who will join us at 10 o'clock, did a deep dive, Gordon, on the 2021 Jet Draft. Zach Wilson, backup. Elijah Vera Tucker, very good when healthy. These are Samini's comments. Mm -hmm. Elijah Moore, traded. Yep. Fourth round pick, Michael Carter, running back, cut today. By the way, Wilson and Vera Tucker were two first round picks. Wilson, as you know, number two overall. Yes. Elijah Moore, I've second heard. round pick. Yep, I've heard. Okay. Yep. <laughs> number five, Jamie Sherwood, linebacker, backup. Number five, in the fifth round, Michael Carter, the second, nickel. He might be the best of the <laughs> – right now, according to Samini, he's right. He could be the best one of, of the draft. Also, they had three fifth-round – three picks in the fifth round. Jason Pinnock, safety, cut, Giants. Uh, in the sixth round, Hamza Narasadine, linebacker, cut. Brandon Echols, cornerback, backup. Jonathan Marshall, defensive tackle, cut. Nah, a good-looking draft for 2021 for Mr. Douglas. And I think it's clear, you know, the first draft was bad. Yes. But I think that that now, this, that draft, the 2021 draft, is the worst draft that he's had. Mm hmm Because not only did not many of the guys do anything, he blew the second pick in the draft on a, on a quarterback who is now going to derail their season for a second year in a row. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, not good. Not good. Once again, Samini will join us at 10. Bills fire offense coordinator Ken Dorsey after falling to 5-5 five and five the day after that 24-22 loss to the Broncos. Josh Allen committed three of Buffalo's four turnovers. The offense was held under 26 points for the sixth consecutive outing to match the longest streak since the quarterback's rookie season in 2018. Now, did he have something to do with the, the field goal, the 12 men on the field? Was, was that his fault? Was that the offensive no, coordinator's fault? Absolutely not. Well, I guess they got to do something because it they ain't working. What and, and and there's time to save it, but it's kind of critical time. It's time to the rubber hits the road here, and it's time to start getting moving in the right direction. And it doesn't feel like that they have really figured anything out. Uh, and the offense is a is a big issue, and the quarterback is a big issue. So we won't have any more memes of Ken Dorsey flipping out when plays don't go right up in the booth. Second year quarterbacks coach Joe Brady will take over. <clears throat> excuse me, will take over as interim coordinator. Ryan O'Halloran, Buffalo Bills reporter for the Buffalo News, will join us at 9.30 in our Know Your Opponent segment. Maybe he can shed some light onto what's going on. Gordon Damon, talk a little baseball, my friend. Mm. Brian Cashman. Oh, told the Daily News last week that the injury plague 
Giancarlo Stanton is, quote, going to wind up getting hurt again and more, more likely than not because it seems to be part of his game, end of quote. In his response, Stanton's agent, Joel Wolf said, quote, it's a good reminder to all free agents considering signing in New York, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically. Wolf, as you know, also represents Japanese right-hander Yamamoto, who was among the best available free agent pitchers this offseason. Stanton, you remember, Gordon turned 34 last week, coming off the worst season of his career. Close your ears, Gordon. Close your ears. Yeah. He is owed $98 million over the final four years of his contract. Well, it's not that you have to be made of Teflon, but you certainly can't be made of China, right, or, <laughs> or paper or something really uh, delicate because he uh, he misses time. I don't think it's Cashman's in his best interest to say that publicly, but he's not wrong. <laughs> it's not a wrong opinion to have. The guy misses time all the time, and as he ages, that's only going to be more of the case. So, uh, again, it's I, I don't know that it's in the best interest of the Yankee GM to say it, but of all the things that Brian Cashman has said, that's not on the wrong list. It's probably right that he's going to miss more time and probably continue to struggle as well. And that contract, which was an albatross when they took it, and you knew at some point it was going to turn bad, mm-hmm. it looks like it's turned bad. The milk has gone bad. The contract has gone bad. No question about that. Speaking of the Yankees, James Rosen, the new batting coach, spoke today, Gordon. Oh, thank God. And he talked about mixing the old and new school theories on hitting. Definitely, there's a change in the game. A lot of it is the language. You know, the language changes over time. So you hear different language and different things over time. A friend of mine used to be a pitching coach in the major leagues. I'd steal his line all the time, Mike Butcher. He used to always say, you know, I'm not old school, I'm not new school, I'm in school. And I would always kind of think that mindset was was what I was looking to accomplish. I thought it was good, so I looked at it that way. I'm always in school, right? You can never forget what you've learned in the beginning. That's the foundation. That's what it's about in anything you do. The foundation, you can never leave that behind you also want to continue to try to get better so what i found over the years as a hitting coach with players as players come through different generations and players come through time a lot of it is matching the language you know where a player may talk about launch angle per se another player may consider it back spinning a line drive the right way you're trying to get into their mind to find out what they think and how they think and then at the end of the day you're looking at what they produce from what they think translation I got to figure out how to use these analytics from these new people to try to help my hitters hit. Well, look, for him uh, and his sake, if the Yankees go out this offseason and get some better hitters, I think he's going to look like he's doing a whole lot better job. If the Yankees rely on the same guys that they relied on last year offensively, he's going to have the same problems as the other hitting coaches have had. And that means he'll only be here for a year. Probably, yeah. (laughs) I would rent, not buy. (laughs) Turn to the Mets. Carlos Mendoza spoke to the media. A lot of talking to the media today, Gordon. Yes. Damon. A lot of talking. Carlos Mendoza spoke to the media today, the new Met manager, and he was asked what a Mendoza managed team would look like. Yeah, it starts with connection, relationships, so the players can trust me and know you know, that I'm there for them and want to have their back, right? But it comes down to preparation, attention to details each and every day, and competing. Uh, I want the team to go out there and play hard every pitch, and then at the end of the day, I want them to have fun. But I'm a huge and a big believer. I've learned through my experience that the connections, the trust, the respect, the relationships in the locker room, in the clubhouse, when you care about people, when you connect, it creates that culture that we're talking about that eventually will show up on the baseball field, but guys are going to be prepared and just know that we understand the the expectations here in New York. 
Now, my question is going to be, Gordon, is uh, will this team be able to uh, field better? Will this team be able to run the bases better? There were fundamental things that this team did not do well last year, and it cost them a bunch of games, other than, you know, the fact that they didn't really have a DH. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing I like about Carlos Mendoza and just listening to him today and reading about his story is it's nice to see someone work towards a goal and then get the goal. Mm-hmm. Right, he's not one of these guys who just stepped off the field and doesn't have any managerial experience. This is something that he has gone about trying to do. He's served in a variety of roles in, in different organizations, and now he's gotten the chance to to be a major league manager. So the fact that he's managed before in the minor leagues, I think he managed in the in the World Baseball Classic as well. Good for him, and we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. By the way, he he really struck a chord with me by hinting that Willie Randolph could be an option for bench coach. That would be nice. And I saw Willie had uh, responded to that uh, that comment to the post and said that if there's anything that he needs, he's ready. And uh, he's a big Carlos Mendoza fan. So who knows? Maybe that might be uh, a match. We'll see. We'll see. Congratulations to Henrik Lundqvist. Gordon, the king is in the NHL Hall of Fame. Was that last night? Yes. Wow. And, look at that, huh? And here's what he had to say. up on me. Growing up, I always had big dreams. My dad told me, my brother, my sister early age dream big I said it will inspire you to work hard and I'll never forget that but to be honest I never saw this you know to get an opportunity to play my entire NHL career for an original six to create amazing memories as a ranger for 15 years to play for my favorite childhood team for Lunda to represent my country Sweden at the Olympics at the World Championships, and now to stand here, a room full of legends, and it's just, it's incredible. Congratulations to Henry Lundqvist. He was a heck of a goaltender. Yeah, and and it doesn't happen very often. One guy plays with one team, 15 years for the Rangers, and Mm -hmm. uh, all the success he had. It's unfortunate they were never able to get over the – to get the ultimate goal of a Stanley Cup trophy, but uh, certainly an unbelievable career for him, so certainly well-deserved. Yep, no question about that. Nets are in action. They got a one-point lead over Orlando. Gordon in their, uh, you know, basketball NBA Cup game at the oh, Barclays Center. big cup game tonight, Larry. Big cup. Big cup game. And uh, earlier today, Gordon, Nets point guard Ben Simmons had an MRI in the last couple of days. It's shown the Nets that he's experiencing some nerve irritation issues on the lower left side of his body, which is going to cause him to miss some time as he rehabs and builds himself back from that situation. He is listed as day-to-day. He is not expected to require surgery or will be something that will sideline him for months. Ben Simmons is out? Really? What? (laughs) Shocking, I know, right? And the uh, last, look, actually, it's kind of disappointing because it felt like after all the, the, the back and forth and up and down with that guy's career that maybe he was finally on, on, on the right foot. But it's, I, I just guess it's never going to be. It's never going to be. Last, Gordon. And, and speaking of the Nets tonight, it looks yes. like this court that they're using for the yes. game yes. vomited, and the, 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 that's the uniforms <laughs> that the Nets are wearing. <laughs> if I could, if I could describe uniform. it in any way. It is an unusual uniform. Poof. It is. It is. It's got a lot of colors and it's got a lot <laughs> it's of got, yeah. It's got a lot of colors. It's it's, it's like they uh, fell in a paint factory. It's artistic and eccentric. 
It's eccentric. That's true. I don't know if it's artistic, but it is eccentric. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, listen, it, it's artistic to the Nets because they agreed to, to, to use them. Right. <laughs> it, it, it makes you wonder, what were the no's? What were they like? Nah, we're not going to wear that one. How did that become the yes? I can't wait to get your thoughts on this, our last topic that we're going to discuss, Gordon, mm-hmm. as Harvey and Julian are like, when is he going to shut up and break? <laughs> it's official. HBO and NFL Films announced Hard Knocks in season with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Debuts a week from tonight, November 21st through January 9th, and subsequent Tuesdays for the Miami Super Bowl run at 9 p.m. on HBO and, of course, streaming. On Max. Oh, it'll be fantastic to have those HBO cameras, and they do such a great job of telling the stories and finding unique stories that maybe you don't know of something that is is so heavily covered in the NFL. So it'll be nice to have those HBO cameras around when the Dolphin season implodes like it does every single year in December, <laughs> and I'll get to watch it in a nice 60-minute capsule every single week. That'll be fun. You have no faith in your team. None. None. <laughs> <laughs> if if your if your spouse cheated on you every year for forty years, Larry, you would not have any faith either. So well, you probably would have left them by now. But, but I would have. But I'm I'm loyal. I'm a loyal sucker. That's what I am, Larry. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're a good man. Oh, before before Harvey hits me, Winnipeg leading the Devils one nothing in the second. Oh, nobody cares about that. Those are the stories we'll be chatting about here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll come back. And uh, prepare you for our guests at the bottom of the hour on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, in the, uh, in, in, in the little, little green book that says relatives should stay off social media mm-hmm. for athletes. Yeah. Did you see what Trayvon Diggs tweeted about his yeah. brother Stefan uh, mm-hmm. yesterday? Let's not forget, he didn't start going off till little bro got there. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I think he was hinting that, uh, you know, there was uh, a, a quarterback was uh, struggling. Struggling. It seems like there's a lot of stuff going on with that. Buffalo is not exactly the uh, is not exactly Hollywood, but it, it feels like there's got a lot of side plots going on with that team right now, and the firing of the offensive coordinator today, and the quarterback's turnover issues, and the the championship window seemingly starting to close pretty dramatically here. It feels like there's a lot of things going on with the Bills, and none of them are good. Yeah, you know it's funny on on um, ESPN Bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills now plus twenty five hundred, Gordon, to get to the Super Bowl. Plus twenty five hundred. They were they have steadily dropping, steadily dropping. Yeah, well, I mean, how could you? Uh, uh, there was a time this year. I think it was when they beat my team uh, and and did so so convincingly. It was like forty five. It was a forty five to twenty or forty five to seventeen, whatever it was. They really just snuffed them out and, and showed that they did not. Uh, the Dolphins didn't belong on the same field that day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed like, okay, you know, they, they lost that opening game in a freaky way to the, to the Jets, but they had righted the ship and they were the class along with the Chiefs and along with the Bengals. And that has not remained. The, it, it seems the deeper the season goes, the worse they have looked. Well, we'll see what's going on with that team, what we can expect for the Jets. What can we expect to see what's going on in the future? We'll check out with Ryan O'Halloran. He covers the Buffalo Bills for the Buffalo News. We'll talk to him next on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's time to know your opponent. It's ESPN New York Tonight. Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damer in the Big Apple. Know your opponent. The New York Jets will face the Buffalo Bills this week. And to see what's going on in Buffalo as they had some news today, we bring in Ryan O'Halloran. He covers the Bills for the Buffalo News. Ryan, Larry Hardesty, and Gordon Damer, thanks for a couple of minutes. Welcome. Thanks, guys. How are we doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. Well, Ryan, I guess you had a busy day today, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, the Jets uh, had to answer questions yesterday about why they're keeping Nate Hackett as their play caller. Sean McDermott had to answer questions up here about why he fired his play caller and Ken Dorsey. Uh, total fall guy, total scapegoat, but when you're in five and five, uh, somebody's head's going to roll. Ryan, how has this gotten off the track so quickly? Well, on offense right now, they have no excuses. Um, you know, I'll circle back. Defense, they've been uh, decimated by injuries, but they're hanging tough. They don't create a lot of takeaways, but they, they manage to get stops. Offensively, they've really lost Dawson Knox, their tight end. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie, more than picked up there. They just look out of sorts with turnovers, with drops, with penalties, and, and, and Josh Allen seems to be a shell of his, his you know usual self. And their rankings are still good because they padded their numbers so much during the three and one start that you know, I think Sean McDermott said, Okay, can they get to the bye? It's two games away. Well, he decided today that uh, at five and five they need to beat the Jets, they need to you know, maybe steal one in Philadelphia. I think mean, that's gonna happen, but so they go with Joe Brady. But just um, I think if you had to boil it down on offense at the skill position uh, group, not enough talent. Right now it's Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, and a bunch of guys. Ryan, we've seen it here that Brian Dable is a very fiery guy. We've seen him berate a number of players on the sidelines as head coach of the Giants. Is especially Josh Allen and that offense missing his discipline? Is that part of the reason why they're struggling? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, their numbers last year were better than Dayball's last year here. So that was that was um, that became a storyline um, through some of the media here. And I'll preface Dayball, but by saying that he's from the Buffalo area, he is immensely popular in this area because he's a hometown guy. So when he was when he was the Bills' offensive coordinator, um, so, so Dayball connected with Allen because he coached him hard. We don't know how Dorsey coached him. Dorsey came up with the quarterback coach for Josh Allen, and he moved up the coordinator. Um, I, I, I think I think saying they miss Dayball is convenient, but I think it goes deeper than that. What's the issue with the turnovers? Is it simply the quarterback, or is it deeper than that? Uh, I mean, every turnover has a story. Most of these stories end with Josh Allen trying to force the football. You know, let's you know quickly review last night's four turnovers: James Cook fumble. Gabe Davis drop, Josh Allen, terrible interception. And then Josh Allen didn't even get a hand off the cook. That, that's credit to Allen. You know, what's concerning if you're the Bills is that Josh is throwing the same kind of interception to the perimeter and, 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 and the routes being undercut. New England, it happened. Last night, it happened. And then also trying to force, force the ball into traffic. You know, he should be beyond that. You came into the league in 2018. You know, take the short profit, dump it off, which he said all offseason he was going to do. So they 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 were they were a plus turnover differential most of the season until the last couple of weeks where they can't take it away and they're giving it away a lot. 
Is this a situation, Ryan, where Josh Allen is just overly confident in his arm strength and he just fits the ball in small windows because he just feels that he can do that? Is there more pressure on him to try to get this offense going? And so the turnovers that he's had previously are actually being increased because of that attitude? Um, I think his turnover numbers are about the same. He's always turned it over a lot. But but you sort of weigh that with the spectacular plays, which there haven't been as much of. I think his arm strength gets him out of a lot of, gets him out of a lot of issues, uh, but also gets him in some problems because of that athletic arrogance, which is what you need to have as a quarterback. Um, so, you know, if you had to go turnover by turnover, you know, I'm sure it probably evens out between, you know, a bad decision and bad luck. So, what does Joe Brady do differently than Ken Dorsey did? Yeah, I, I mean. It, to me, this is why it's a head scratcher. They're still second on third down. They're still 17 yards. They're, th- they're third in yards per play, and they're third in red zone. I mean, this is per- I would think this is probably unprecedented stuff for a team with these numbers firing their coordinator. Now Joe Brady gets a second shot at doing this. Did not work out in Carolina a couple years ago. Um, Sean McDermott was talking about confidence and energy today about what Brady will bring. Well, you get confidence and you get energy by the players making plays. That's that's so. I'm sure he'll change things up. Maybe maybe stick to the tempo a little bit more. And I think they need to you know at least be more committed to the run because they do run it well when they when they do stick with it, which you saw last night. Their their last touchdown drive was all on the ground. So my guess would be uh, a little bit more of a commitment to the run game as long as they're not chasing the game. And then also uh, try a little, you know, sort of the, the muddle huddle thing where you can keep the uh, other team's defensive personnel on the field. Ryan, what has been the Jets' success, quote unquote, against this Bills team over the over the past couple of seasons, where they've seemed to be able to do some things to kind of force Josh Allen into some turnovers and keep the score kind of low? Yeah, and, and and we go back to the turnovers uh, last year. The game at the Meadowlands. You know, two really bad interceptions by Allen. Like it's, it's like he didn't trust his eyes in terms of the coverage. Maybe he got fooled. And then, then an opening night, um, some more interceptions, three of them. So, uh, so uh, you know, obviously, the the Jets' defensive staff have some stuff with some of their disguises. And the other thing they do, the other thing the Jets can do is is is, is win up front and and, and make him get, get out of the pocket. You know, a lot of times he can't make those throws, but also he makes some mistakes when uh, when he does get flushed out like just about every quarterback. Ryan, uh, we, we watched the game, uh, obviously, uh, last night, and, and it seems like when the Bills are rolling, they're at the top. But it, it feels like there's a very high ceiling with them, but there's also a very low floor. And it, it, it it's kind of baffling when you're not watching the team week in and week out. Outside of the turnovers, why does it seem like this offense – just can't stay on the right track consistently enough. Well, what's, what's, if you had to rank all the things in order of what's been most maddening is they have 10 first quarter points in the last six weeks. And this is a team that usually would come out, score quick, dictate the terms of the game, and then lean on their pass rush. And that's how they would get takeaways by making the other team one dimensional. Now they're having to become one dimensional. They're having to chase the game. And teams are not afraid of Gabe Davis. They're not afraid of Clear Shakir. They're not afraid of James Cook or Latavius Murray, whoever else playing running back. So they can bracket Stephon Diggs. They can put a safety on Dalton Kincaid. And they can make Josh Allen trying to beat him with his legs or if I throw him to, to, to the other guys who may not be as capable. So 
you know, it, it seems like there's definitely some common themes, but the biggest one is they start slow. And that's why Sean McDermott last night won the toss and took the football for the first time this year. And I'm sure he told Ken Dorsey four or five days ago, hey, this is what I'm doing if I win the toss. And the first play call off the script is a swing pass to James Cook. I mean, give me a break. Of course, he fumbled, and Broncos took the lead. Ryan O'Halloran, Bills reporter for the Buffalo News, is inside our Know Your Opponent segment. That's Larry Hardenstein, Gordon Damer on ESPN New York tonight. Ryan, I'm curious, uh, what's the pressure like on Sean McDermott and this Buffalo Bills team? I mean, this team has been this team has done well. They've won the AFC East past couple of seasons, but they've all you're expected to get to the Super Bowl. What's this pressure like, and how much of that is symptomatic of what's going on with these turnovers? Yeah, I think they were. I think this was a team for several weeks now that's been playing tight, and that's and following the lead of their head coach, who is coaching tight and, and, and you look him out on the sidelines he's about you know he looks like his hat's going to fly off his head because he's just so he's, he's so wound up um, so it's when you struggle and there's high expectation you maybe are waiting for bad things to happen and it started in London against Jacksonville where they just slept walk through the first two and a half quarters and by the time they woke up it was too late barely beat the Giants that's nothing to brag about so and then they've been up and down since then but you know, I think the Super Bowl window for this year is closed at five and five because of the schedule, and just there's so many teams in front of them in the AFC. It's gonna be tough to get that much help. And right now, they've done nothing to suggest they're gonna get hot. So, I think you know, this right now, this is a team that I wrote last week is all hat no cattle. Uh, you know, they they talked about Super Bowl expectations. They've gone. They've taken a step back now. This will be the third straight year from AFC title game to division round road loss. The division round home loss to now I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have to reevaluate. A, is the head coach the right guy, even though his contract runs through 2027? And B, they got to reset their cap either way. So are they willing to accept the pain that comes with having to do that? Because they knew they're going to have to do it after the year. They just hope they had uh, you know one championship or at least a Super Bowl appearance to accept that pain that's going to come. Uh, this might be a dumb question in week 11, but is this a must-win game for the Bills this week against the Jets? No, oh, 100%. I think yeah, last night was a must-win, so they're 0-1 in that category. <laughs> uh, so, you know, let's say the, 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 the Bills are 5-5, five and five, so they got the Jets this week. After that, they're at Philly, by at Kansas City, home Dallas, at Chargers. Okay. Ooh. They're maybe favored against the Chargers, so... It, this, it, and it, uh, that schedule is why McDermott made the move with Dorsey today. Okay, get Brady in, get Brady in there as a play caller. See if he can win the game against the Jets, and then have another week to get ready for the, for the real tough stuff that's coming up. And let's face it, the Jets are going to be a tough opponent. We talked about it earlier. Their defense is giving Josh Allen fits, and it's, you know, first team to fourteen is going to win. But you must you must admit, Ryan, this Jet team has been they they just can't score. So. You know, if you score your normal amount of points that you've had over these past six games, you should win this game tomorrow uh, coming up this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the Jets' offensive numbers, and not only are they the worst in the red zone, goal to go, third down, they're significantly worse. I mean, you had to, I had to look, I had to take another look at the numbers. Wait, there's five percentage points worse than anybody else in this category. You know, they're sticking with their guy. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm the Bills' defense, is okay. Can this can can this be the week you fill up on the takeaways? Just get two, score a couple of touchdowns, maybe a defensive touchdown, and see if you can really make the Jets have to drop back and throw it 
and that will play right into the built hand. Ryan, let's end our conversation on a high note. How good was it to see DeMar Hamlin on the field uh, this weekend, last night? Yeah, sure. It's a great story. And, you know, I think he knew going into the season that the way he gets on the field is if other guys at his safety position are hurt. Micah Hyde, a starter, was down last night uh, with an injury. So that meant Hamlin was uh, active on special teams. And then Cam Lewis, uh, the third safety last night, got hurt. So, so Hamlin got out there for a couple of snaps on defense his first of the season. Ryan O'Halloran does a great job covering the Bills for the Buffalo News. Enjoy the game this week. We'll talk to you down the line. Thanks for a couple of minutes. All right, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. 1-800-919-3776. We'll get your thoughts on what Ryan had to say about the Bills. Gordon, there's something missing with that team. I'm telling you, and, and it's more than just the turnovers. The turnovers are the obvious thing with Josh Allen, but there's something missing with that team. And you and I have discussed it. I really don't think they ever recover from that beating they got from Cincinnati last year in the postseason. They haven't recovered. They just haven't. They haven't. Yeah, it feels like they uh, they were the big bad team and they got punched in the face and they have not come back up off the, the, the campus as of yet. Yeah. We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Probably similar to how, you know, Buffalo feeling. We're sputtering as well. So, you know, we're not too worried about, you know, what they got going on. I mean, we're, we're going to do the film. We're going to watch and know our opponent. But, you know, we got our own our own stuff to deal with. And the, 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 the vibe around the facility is let's figure this out, man. I mean, we play the Bills this week. And, and you know, that's the most important game because it's the next one. I wouldn't say it's any different vibe knowing what they're going through too no or anything like that it's just we gotta we gotta put our best foot forward on sunday man and 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 come out on top because uh the vibe around the facility is, is better when, when we're winning gary wilson on with bart and han earlier today on 9870 espn hardest damer until midnight rich Samini will join us with the jeff perspective at the top of the hour gordon here's some numbers on josh allen Okay, check this out now. This mm-hmm. is did, did, before you do that. Did, did yes. Garrett Wilson say he's going to be listening to know your opponent? I think he. Uh, he I think he has been listening. Huh? Yeah, that's, right. he, that's what he said there. He said yeah. do uh, something, something, know your opponent. Uh, maybe yeah. he was listening to the set. I don't know. You never know. It's possible. Know. He, he's I'm sorry. Guy. Go he ahead. Knows. I, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. 14 turnovers and 11 interceptions this season. Most in the NFL in both. Thrown an interception in six consecutive games. Longest streak by Bills QB since 2011. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the last Bills quarterback, with an interception in seven straight games. Stephon Diggs held under 100 receiving yards in four straight games after recording 100 receiving yards in four straight games. So, I mean, Gordon is real simple. You, you know, you take him away. You don't have, you know, you don't have consistent receivers elsewhere. He's trying to force the ball in, and he's turning the football over. And, you know, because of the injuries defensively, they're not getting, as Ryan O'Halloran just told us, they're not getting the, the turnovers to counteract it. And now they're just the teams are just marching down the field on the short field, and they're hurting them. And this is, this is I mean, this is going to be a major shakeup with this Bills team after this year, Gordon. If, if they continue this free fall, there's going to be a lot of changes there. Well, and that's kind of what Ryan was alluding to is if they don't end up getting deep into the into the playoffs this year or winning a Super Bowl, 
when you pay the quarterback, it becomes difficult to, to fill all the other positions. That's why the rookie quarterback is so appealing if you can get somebody who plays at a high level when they're not making any money. So yeah. Josh Allen's been paid, and their championship window, I would not agree with Ryan that it's closed for this year. There is still time to turn this around, but it does feel like this move is a superficial move. Throw it at the wall, see if it sticks, because if it does, well, hey, then you fix the problem. And if it doesn't, well, no harm, no foul. We were doing just as poorly with uh, Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator. So let's throw Joe Brady in there and see if that does anything. To me, they are too pass happy. Mm -hmm. They are too, and and they don't have the weapons. Like Diggs is a great weapon, and uh, the the tight end that they're now using, Dalton Knox, uh, is it Dalton Knox? Whatever the tight end that they were using, Mm -hmm. uh, Kincaid, right? Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid. Mm -hmm. Knox is the other tight end who's hurt right now. Kincaid. He's a nice weapon, but they don't have the weapon. They need a little bit more balance, and you see it when they went to that one drive where they started to run the ball. Now, uh, uh, Cook has got to hold on to the ball. It seemed like he was like uh, he had his hands in grease or something like that. He kept dropping the ball and fumbling and everything else. But I think that they have to get back to having a little bit of balance and not just living and dying with Josh Allen's arm because this year, more times than not, they've been dying with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Cook's like, we're running the ball? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm not used to holding on to the ball. We're running the ball. Wow. And But, Gordon, that's been a criticism of this Buffalo Bills team forever. Even when they yeah. were winning, it was mm-hmm. like, you, could you be a little bit more balanced? But, of course, you know, when you're winning, oh, you keep throwing it. Keep throwing it. You, you, we're good. But, once again, you had other receivers, as you mentioned. And so now with just Stephon Diggs as your lone, really solid number one guy, I mean, Gordon, I, I can take him away. Anybody, any defense can take him away and limit him. And he even had a drop or two in the game last night. So he, he didn't help him any either. either. Yeah, I wonder if the change will be now going to going back to where they were a few years ago when Josh Allen was running more often. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he's running uh, as much this year as he has in years past. And he was a real – he was like their leading rusher most times. So yeah. I wonder if that might be something that they go back to now with uh, the struggles that they've had on offense. Well, he was the one that ran a lot during that on that last drive last night that got mm-hmm. them the lead temporarily. But once again, listen, um, they should even with all the turnovers they had last night and the fumbles and everything, Gordon, they still should have won that game. The field goal was missed. It was yep. it was the mistake of the twelve men on the field right. that gave them second life. So even with all that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, you got to be like, you know what? Maybe this is not our year. <laughs> because we should have won that game, even with all the mistakes. They were up by one, mm-hmm. and the defense just let them march down the field and put them in field goal position, and they missed it. They had 12 men on the field, and then, you know, they kick it again, and it, it's game over. And they're fortunate to be 5-5. Five and five. They should have lost that giant game. They That's followed right. that up. You would think, okay, that might be the, the warning sign and get everybody uh, on the right uh, page, and then they go out the following week and lose to New England. Yeah. <laughs> They only lost one to the of, Patriots. That's unbelievable. I mean, only the Jets can lose to the Patriots. That, right, that's not exactly. That's, their, that's the thing about the AFC East, right? Yeah. The Bills beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins beat the Patriots. The Jets beat the Bills. You know, it's a, it's a roundabout. Yeah, it is. You can't really be losing is. to the Patriots. That's the Jets thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the Bills have got 18 turnovers this season, Gordon, tied for second in the, in the NFL. And they haven't won the turnover battle in six straight games. I mean, it's just it's it's really that's what's missing from this team. The fact that they just are giving the ball away. 
mm-hmm. and an experienced veteran team like this with a veteran head coach. I mean, if they don't – Gordon, can you imagine? And, and Ryan O'Halloran chronicled it for us. They went from conference backwards. What happens if they don't even get to the postseason this year? And I know what you're saying about it's still early, and it is, and they're too talented, the team, to think that they're just going to lay fall over and play dead, roll over and play dead. Mm-hmm. But, Gordon, you look at the AFC North, you can, three teams could be coming out of there. Yeah, it might be all four. Or all four. I, I mean, it could be all four of them coming out. It's very possible. And I would agree that I don't think that the Bills' window is closed yet. Go lose to the Jets. If Five you go six. lose to the Jets with that schedule that he was giving you there before, yeah. uh, you lose again to the Jets, it's kind of like the Jets losing to the Raiders. How am I supposed to have any faith that you're going to turn the page and, and keep it going and not be inconsistent from this point forward, even if you do get a win or two? Uh, it's kind of hard to believe, yeah, because after that, they're at the Eagles, at the Chiefs, and play the Cowboys. I tell you, and we said this months ago when we were talking about how tough the first month of the Jets schedule is. Give me the toughest part early. Don't give yeah, me the toughest absolutely. part late. Right, because right now, late. right now, you're trying to navigate through that. You would have loved to have those games early. Right now, you're struggling. Mm-hmm. And where are you going to find – other than the Jets, who give you trouble – where are you finding a win in the next four that you could say, you know what, well, we're definitely winning this game? Well, you would say the second to last game of the season, they play the Patriots, but they already lost to the Patriots. <laughs> so you can't say that's a, that's a gimme either. It's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy AFC. That, that game is New Year's Eve in Buffalo, Larry. Oh, Could no. you imagine if they lost that game? That game may not even be played. It could be like two feet of snow. That Whew, on people Eve. are not going to be, they, they weren't happy last night. No, they were. And they were fighting so. among themselves last night in the stands. Yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, that that's a game you you have to win that game. That, oh, that's, that's a, a that's disgusting a, loss. Absolutely you can't disgusting. Lose that game, loss. Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot lose that game. And now you know you got a Jet team that's coming in that you know you seem to beat in Buffalo. You have trouble with them here, mm-hmm. but you seem to beat them in Buffalo. And listen, I don't know. I don't know what this team. I don't know what the 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 releasing of Michael Carter is going to do for that lot. I mean, oh, I what, mean this, what does this, that this do? Is, this is the big move we're, we're hitting. We're making some some personnel changes. The guy who carries the ball maybe twice a game. This is now going to be the, the thing that unleashes us? Come on. I mean, what are we doing here? It's got to be something else. It's got to be something else that's coming. And, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see what that is. I mean, Gordon, at least Uzama should not be, able, should, should be not, not playing this week. I mean, he should not be playing this week. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any. Why would you? Why would you uh, play him? I don't get the sense that there's any big other changes coming. So, yeah, I hear you. Well, yeah. here's one thing. We know it won't be a quarterback. No, no. <laughs> God, God forbid we look at the most obvious thing. No, can't be that. We know can't that's that. not going to happen. We know no, that's not going to happen. So no. We're good with that. But, you know, I mean, it's maybe the big offensive change is going to be, Gordon, they will run the ball a little bit more. Maybe that'll be something that they try to do. And maybe they'll throw in, you know, they'll encourage uh, Zach Wilson to do what he did last week. You know, when, when you, instead of tossing the ball in the air, okay, run the ball a little bit. Make that second yeah, and third down a little shorter. So you, it's more manageable when you get there. Yeah, if it's not there, take off and run with it. He has done that in the past. The only concern there is he does tend to get injured. And um, this might be, I don't know, this might be his longest stretch of not having an injury. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's right, played we're ten in. games in. Yeah. Right. No, no. They're they're nine games in. 
So yep. nine ga- nine games in a row. Has he ever played ten games in a row before? I don't think so. I don't think he has. I really don't. I mean, well, Samini knows. He'll join us in a couple of minutes, and we'll uh, continue this conversation on the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Also, on the other side, we'll open it up, talk a little bit about the Giants as well. Did I see? <laughs> did I see a, an article, Gordon, that said? The Giants might not take a quarterback in the first round. No, Are you uh, kidding me? Uh, Are you no, kidding me? Larry, that, I, I, who, who, who wrote this? <laughs> who wrote this? Where are they? There's no, there is no possible way. Got to take a quarterback. You don't have a choice. You, once again, you hope to never be like this. Harvey's like, oh, God, to go talk about the Giants. I was hoping they'd not talk about the Giants. <laughs> yeah, we know, Harvey. But we're going to talk about the Jets and Giants as well next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.